It's 10.05 and time for Good Psychology with award-winning child psychologist Dr. Alan Getz, author of the best-selling The Art of Ignoring Your Child. Welcome to the Crypt Keeper's Coffin, a Tales from the Crypt retrospective brought to you by Bat and Spider. Episode 46, The New Arrival. Let's just, much like you don't, we need to figure out how to end the show, we need to figure out what to do there, because I, I can't I anymore. You don't have to do it. I feel bad every time I finish my little intro, and I just there's that pregnant pause. It, and it's not on you. Chuck, I'm going on vacation next week. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's I'm going to do a lot of thinking over that time. You've got senioritis, like in a, a mini version. Yeah. Because you're, 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 <laughs> I do. you're, we got one foot out the door on vacation, and you're just, ugh. Yeah, man. Another, I'm gonna record feel- another podcast. Ah, God dang it! I'm feeling froggy. But here we are, Dale. I've got a, here we a are. kitty cat screaming outside my door because he wants me to play with uh, his favorite shoestring, but mm. it's not happening. Fontelroy, Fontelroy, the shoestring. It's <laughs> the shoestring's name. Little, little Fontelroy. We have an episode of Tales from the Crypt laying at our feet that we must talk about. Yes. It's called The New Arrival. A radio psychologist visits a caller in her home in an attempt to boost his failing ratings. But this problem patient is a fouler stench than he could have ever possibly anticipated. Dale, uh, this is packed. We got a uh, cast. We got David Warner, uh, Zelda Rubenstein. Is that her name? Yep. What is she? She's like the medium from uh, Poltergeist. We have Jones. Oh, we have Twiggy, the uh, famous English model, and we have Joan Severance. Dale, Joan Severance is a woman. That's what I wrote in my notes here. <laughs> Just in case anyone needed to know that. In case you need, yeah. In Big case. winks. Big winks. She is a woman. Uh huh. And now I'm dying to watch Black Scorpion. The. Uh, oh the, yeah. The Roger Corman uh, produced movie that she starred in as a. It. It says it's like a female, she's like a female Batman, but it's like all sexy and all the reviews say it's like the most feminist movie they've ever seen. So I'm, I'm hyped on it. Dude. Yeah. Justice has a nasty sting. (laughs) Oh, I think her braid has a, like a, the scorpion stinger on it. (gasps) Oh yeah. Okay. Black scorpion. Hello. Say hello to bat and spider. (laughs) There's something there. Some sort of entomology, <laughs> yeah. kitschy, clever, cleverness. Yeah. But this episode starts with a little guest spot from Terminator 2, the T-1000, Robert Patrick. He's doing like this r- radio show where he's, I think it's like um, 
you know, it's like a supernatural radio show and he, <laughs> he's introducing uh, tomorrow's topic because it's the end of his show and it's going to be sex with the supernatural. Don't forget tomorrow, housewives, when our subject is sex with the supernatural. Is it possible? Is it cheating? Have you had it? And most important, honey, did the spirit move you? So he wants people to call in yeah. who have it, had sexual experiences with ghosts. Is it cheating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it cheating? That was like this first question. Yeah. Is it cheating? <laughs> That's pretty wild. And he's like all done up. He's got like a he's like a cool uh, ghost lover guy. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what his character was supposed to be. But I just zeroed in on his leather jacket and he had the nine inch nails pin on his on his lapel. Yeah. Like, in ninety two, okay. I mean, this is a pin you would you would buy nowadays in in all the yeah. Etsy shops and and like I know. pins are back. Pick pins are better than ever. I and would gather. Is, I mean, the downward spiral wasn't even out, was it? I, I happen to have a copy of the downward spiral on my desk. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Well, so he was in early. Yeah. I so, mean, if that was his choice to put that pin on, I don't know. He was probably not their number one fan. <laughs> Might be. I don't know. <laughs> Back then. Hey, it's Chuck here. I just want to chime in with a little editor's note because I'm an idiot. Robert Patrick, his brother, is Richard Patrick, who was in the Nine Inch Nails uh, during this time. And that's probably why he was wearing his uh, pin, promoting his uh, little bro's up and coming band. Um, yeah. And he, uh, his brother would later go on to be, uh, create the band Filter when he left uh, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, all right. End of editor's note. Thank you very much. Beep. Then we're introduced to our real star, David Warner. He's a he's a talk show host, psychologist, kind of like a you know Fraser Crane's show. <laughs> you know, he takes calls from people yeah. uh, who want advice for their children. It's he's like a child psychologist, so it's it's ch- children's focused, and he's feeling the crunch. Uh, I think Joan Severin. What is, who is she? Is she his manager or his agent or something? I could not figure out her job title. Yeah, she was like the station manager or maybe the show, maybe the show, the segment manager. I don't know. It just didn't make sense why she tagged along because I like. I know. I don't know. She worked for the station, but why did she have to go uh, to this remote thing? And they didn't even bring recording equipment. I was angry a little bit about the setup deal. (laughs) Unprofessional. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, Joan Severance is saying, yeah, your your show is basically toast because your ratings suck. And while David's talking to one of his regular callers, Nora, played by Zor- Z- Zelda Rubenstein, who has a a child that just sounds like a handful. She calls in basically every show with a, a new problem. Yeah. She just can't get a grip on this kid. Dr. Getz is like, big ideas. We're going to go. We're going to go to her house. <laughs> uh, right. Without any recording equipment. But th- somehow this is going to boost our ratings. I don't know. Yeah. So the whole team goes there. This is where things really start, Dale. How about this house? This house was a, it was a museum. Yeah. Of, it was like, uh, you know, an estate sales dream. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it was also like Zelda called herself a tinker. I was tinkering with it a little while ago. I'm a very good tinkerer. So like yeah. everything was like, like the doorbell electrocuted you if you touched it like there are all these like little traps and things i <laughs> yeah. got did you get a saw vibe from this episode 
Yeah, I got a very um, like G-rated Saw vibe. Yeah, I've only I think I've only it. seen Saw one. By the way, I've only ever seen Saw two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Between the two of us, yeah. <laughs> I'm not banging down blockbusters door to rent saw movies i don't know right yeah yeah no it's what one was enough for me i was like yeah okay i get it it's cool mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh yep. not my steez basically this like it's pretty quick we find out it's like a kid locked in the attic like we hear the kid banging her head against the wall you know the psychologist is trying to like talk zelda through you know how to manage this you know just ignore her you know blah 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 but things quickly get weird i mean they realize this house is this lady's eccentric it's filled with old junk um yeah uh she says the mother of the kid is uh general macarthur from world war ii and he's still away at war uh they're waiting for him to come back yeah (laughs) there's just all these weird it's obviously not there's something weird and like pretty soon the doctor's like theory is oh there's no actual kid upstairs it's zelda's dressing up as this kid you know she's she's make-believing this kid that maybe died when they were young mm-hmm. and and now they're playing the part and it's sort of like it's just like kind of them exploring the house um i did like a lot of them like checking out the rooms i love that hallway with all the great bubble gum stuck to the walls that was wild yeah it was great effect. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I've never seen an image like that. That was cool. Yeah. At first, until they explained that it was bubblegum, I thought it was like this weird mold or something. Me too. Some kind of fungus. But yeah, just just the fact that it was bubblegum and it was offered to the little girl in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. it just made perfect sense and it was disgusting. You know, right yeah. outside of her room. It was so Man. much of it. <laughs> yeah. In, in in abundance yeah and then they go into the little girl's room felicity and it's just it's a, a hodgepodge of things in it there's no theming it's just like random old-timey tvs no yeah nothing later than you know the earliest model tvs and then there's like a tennis ball machine pumping out tennis balls into the room <laughs> <laughs> and mobiles hanging from the ceiling. It's very, very eccentric and very. Yeah. It's it's so weird. I liked it, but only because it was there was no sense to it yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, I really like. I I it did. I I didn't really know what was happening. Like I I did appreciate yeah. it for that. I was I was pretty enthralled with this house and the set that they built, and and I also mm-hmm. didn't really know what was happening. Like, yeah, because. You know, Zelda dressing up as the kid, that was a clear red herring. Like, we get glimpses of the kid, and she's always wearing this white mask, this creepy white mask. So, you're like, okay, we, you know, they're really hinting that it's, you know, it could be Zelda. And the doctor even says it. But but I was like, yeah, there's no way. It's it's her. Yeah. It's got, it's, that's definitely a trick. Yeah. And, the, and then, it, and, the, and this is where it gets kind of Saw-like. <laughs> there's a point where they're trapped in this stairwell, and... I saw those blades on that that fan <laughs> yeah. right away. Yes. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. And uh like the kid traps them in in there and Twiggy gets her head chopped off by this modified fan, the ceiling fan that starts spinning super fast and then comes down. And she doesn't yeah. see it coming and it lops her head off. 
and stupid David Warner's just like mumbling. He's like fumbling and mumbling his words. <laughs> like, I say know. something. Yeah. Duck. Just say duck. I know. Twiggy, come down oh, the stairs. Yeah. Just, just two stairs down and you're fine. He could have, he had enough time to run up there and, you know, push her out of the way too. Mm-hmm. So Especially when the, the fans started like turbocharging. Yeah. There's no way she didn't hear her. Hear yeah. That. Yeah. The mom likes to tinker. <laughs> I like to tinker. Yeah. Yeah. And then they discover that Joan Severance somehow was murdered. They find her in a bed. Strangled. And, you know, they keep going up. The The doctor finally gets up to the, the attic where the kid is living. But he gets... Oh, no, no. He gets... Does he get knocked out? And then he wakes up in the attic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. He wakes he up in the attic. He gets knocked out yeah. when the, the scalped... <laughs> co-worker like flops on top of him and he yeah. passes out yeah. yeah and he wakes up tied to a chair in the attic and uh in walks the little girl with her white mask on right mm-hmm. and so the doctor's trying to you know he's he's a psychologist so he's trying to use some uh, you know he's being very sweet to her and he's like hey can you untie me so i can you know help give you i want you to feel better you know I want to give you a hug, you know, <laughs> come over here and sit on my lap. That, that was like, that kind of weirded me out. That was like the first thing he said, come here and sit on my lap. Like, I was yeah. like, that's not what psychologists do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I was like, where's this going? <laughs> I loved the little detail. Like they didn't even call it out that much, but as soon as she sat on his lap, his face contorted and you could tell he was disgusted by the smell of this little girl. <laughs> And I was like, whoa. Like, at first wow. I was like, oh, she's just filthy. Like, she hasn't showered in a decade. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, God, gross. Like, he, he looked, <laughs> but he was like that's, pretending to be fine. And she unties one of his hands and he hugs her. Some of his facial expressions during that time, <laughs> yeah, was even, I didn't know, I didn't pick up on that one, but now I'm yeah. interested to see it. But a, a couple other ones, he really wore his um, feelings on his face. You know, you could really tell. Like, he Oh, was, yeah. Absolutely had it with his situation. <laughs> How does this play out? Because I know Zelda comes up and she's like pissed at him. Oh, he starts he starts to strangle her. That's right, because he he still mm. thinks it's Zelda uh, with a mask on. So he's once his hands free, he starts strangling the little girl. <laughs> and then Zelda walks in the room. Yeah, Zelda pops in, and he's like, "What the f? Okay, yeah. wait, who is this?" And she's like, it's not very uh, kind of you, yeah. or it's not very uh, well-behaved of you. Something weird yeah. like that. The little girl, you know, rips off her mask. Yeah. And it's a decomposed face. It's it's clearly. Yeah. She's a ghoul. She's a ghoul. Yeah. yeah. She's just the world's worst behaved <laughs> ghoul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zelda says that. Something like she loved her to death, but her love was the thing that kept her alive, kind of, yeah. even though she's dead. It was a weird explanation, but I loved it. I was into Super it. Super weird. <laughs> it was, and yeah, she was loved to death, <laughs> but that's also part of the problem and why yeah. she's so misbehaved. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? She was spoiled, Dale. That's what happens. Yeah, she's spoiled, spoiled brat ghoul. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiled ghoul. No matter what decade you grow up in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're spoiled, you're spoiled. 
Yeah, and it just and then the other bigger reveal past this is they swing the the chair around and the doctor notices there's like six other uh, skeletons of psychologists tied to chairs. So he is not the first <laughs> to be yeah. lured up here uh, to try and help this little girl, this little ghoul. Did you notice when there the doctor is like rifling through her psychology books and uh, the. Zelda's like they're all worthless none of them worked mm -hmm. the ones from doctor uh his friend and then she says doctor Kassir oh I didn't miss I didn't a little, I did wow. a little nod nice. to our our friend of the show doctor uh, doctor John Kassir they should have used his picture I know what it was such an odd it was so odd the entire episode yeah. it was like everybody in the writer's room had a little bit part to write but they didn't communicate on the <laughs> like the common thread throughout. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can't say that the episode <laughs> suffered for it because it was just such a random episode yeah. that th these elements from a crazy mom to a ghoul that's been living, the fact that she's a, a, a little girl that throws a temperature temper tant tantrums and there's mm -hmm. also murder in the house. It was it was like one of the tamer episodes of Tales from the Crypt, but also completely frightening because there was never any rhyme or reason to what was happening on the screen. Yeah, I think that nails it. I mean, it. it I liked it. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it uh, because yeah. it is odd. Like, it's like, it does feel like kind of an almost a mishmash of stuff, but like all the radio station stuff like annoyed me, but. <laughs> and like yeah. even david warner like i just hated him like he he's so good at playing like a just a smarmy doctor that i just like i'm exhausted after he says like two sentences and it's like, <laughs> i'm so sick of this guy <laughs> but he you know he's great at that <laughs> yeah um, it's true but yeah man i mean as soon as zelda comes on the screen i was like yes okay this is mm -hmm. this is a weird effing episode and it, i loved all the hinting and like seeing glimpses of the little girl running you know around the house and it was like mm -hmm. ah, with her white mask <laughs> the fact that she was wearing the white mask the whole time and her room it it was so random it was yeah. also random it almost felt like going to an estate sale like at a you know a person's <laughs> yeah. house who like not a hoarder but someone who just like didn't upgrade anything since like 1960 yeah and they had in their heads, they had a theme for what their house was, but you yeah. would have never been able to get that out of their head. Like, <laughs> they had reasons for all of it being there, sure. but that was it. Oh, yeah. yeah. The director of this episode was Peter Medak, and he directed a ton of stuff, including The Changeling, Whoa. Species 2, huh. uh, and a ton of movies. Uh, going back to the late 60s, early 70s, wow. up until... 2018 was uh, a documentary he did. Uh, so, I mean, he's been in the game. Wow. Masters of Horror, episode <laughs> of Carnival, The Wire. Wow. Guy, guy's been everywhere. Who wrote this episode? It was um, Stephen Dodd, which is a main a mainstay for Tales from yeah. the Crypt. And also Ron Finley. He's, he directed five episodes of Tales from the Crypt. He directed a TV series episode called The Watcher in 95. And Before We Ruled the Earth, a documentary on, in 2003. You mentioned, um, like you were talking about 
the Tales writers room. And I, I always wondered if Tales had a traditional like TV writers room. Because I mean, as far as I understand it, you know, most American mm. TV shows, you know, you have a, a group of writers in a room, you know, kind of mapping out the whole season, what's going to happen. But then each episode is sort of given to a writer. Um, so they'll, you know, they get, oh. they get to write the whole episode, but then I guess it depends, it depends on the, how they do it, but, but then that, that document, that script is then sort of punched up by everyone. Like everyone sort of like gives their input. I think, I think that's mm-hmm. how it works. I'm not really sure. I, I, and I wonder if a show like Tales was like that since it, since there was no continuity, I wonder if they were just like, no, we'll just hire people, you know? Yeah. Like like you're making mini movies as opposed to a mm-hmm. you know, a continuing story. But we'll never know. <laughs> we will I'll, never be able to find out. <laughs> yeah. I'll never watch another DVD extra on any of these discs either. <laughs> Not finding out. Yeah, because it's all just fluff. It's all bloatware. Oh god, yeah. I can if I wanted to go watch a comic book convention panel, I'd go yeah. look down the barrel of a gun, Dale. <laughs> too harsh right no this is the see there it is that's the uh bat and spider mark equality you only get mm-hmm. with us you know you're getting it and you know you're getting it we're filling them up next episode chuck <laughs> we have a richard donner directed ep all right dicky boy entitled showdown written by frank darabont wow and back to and Stephen Dodd. Was that a fucking movie? Shawshank, right? Is that Frank Darabont? Yeah, Frank Darabont, Richard Donner, uh, David Morse is in it. He played in The Green Mile. He played in Contact, Twelve Monkeys. He's been a lot. And Neil Giuntoli. Speaking of Shawshank, he was in Shawshank. A gunfighter confronts his past. That's the uh, synopsis. <laughs> Great, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm excited to see a, a Tales from the Crypt the Western. I mean, I just to see, like, yeah. I like when Westerns are, just to see where they're filmed, you know, to see what, the, what yeah. they're working with in terms of set set dressing. We haven't had a Western yet, right? Mm, I don't think so. Wow. No. That's kind of surprising. I mean, honestly, we could have had one three episodes ago and neither of us would remember at this point, so. That's very true. Just believe us. Not Western in the true sense, anyway. No, we had the, the Kyle McLaughlin one that took place in the Southwest, but it mm-hmm. wasn't really a Western. It's not Western, and I'll and anybody who says different, I'll uh, they I'll can f- uh, write a letter and I'll uh, I'll flush it down the toilet for them. Yep. wipe your dirty butt with it, and <laughs> and that's it. Dale, I love you. Love you, Chuck. Let's uh, let's say goodbye to our friends listening. We'll see you guys next time on the Crypt Keepers Coffin. And spider.
from the crypt. Amazing, ain't she? Been dead 40 years and she's still busy as a bee.